Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome. What to talk about today? Well, there is lots to talk about. As some of you may know that I have stopped selling travel. And the question I get is why? You know, I did sell travel from 2013 up until the pandemic. Uh, So 2020, then I got out of it and... I did see after restrictions around the world were being lifted that people wanted to travel. So I thought it would be a great time to get into the industry because people, everybody, everybody wants to travel. And I think the, why this is, is when you're told you can't do something and with the restrictions of even leaving your own home in some countries, some states, some provinces, cities, whatever, the first opportunity you get to go out, you want to go out. Now, I know some people did this before international restrictions were lifted, and they went out and they traveled in their own backyard. Some people here in Canada went exploring coast to coast. Same thing with the U.S., coast to coast. And those were usually family vacations. And again, there were restrictions or limitations of things you could do. Like if you're traveling during that time, using a restaurant, or any type of uh, hospitality service was, wasn't the same as it was back in 2019. So people had to make adjustments. And I started a thing called Reboot Travel. I didn't really start it, but I, it, it was a room I started in the clubhouse, which is a social media app. But also I started up Passports and Postcards, um, which is podcast. So I might even turn this into the podcast. I wanted to keep the dream of travel alive, but at the same time, when I talked to people in the industry, we talked about how important travel is to many different countries, as that is their sole means of survival. So we did encourage people to travel especially through my podcast and other medias, media platforms out there, there was encouragement for people to get out and travel. I personally thought the industry was ready. I was soon to, soon to find out that I was wrong, very wrong. And the biggest issue was with airlines. Now, you remember when international flights were canceled? We had planes sitting on tarmacs around the world. And pilots, cabin crew, were sitting at home waiting for a call. 
we thought this pandemic or COVID would be over in a few months. As we know, it did not end in a few months. These people in the industry, like I said, pilots, uh, cabin crew, ground crew, ticket counters, these people, they could not wait. They needed to feed their families. A lot of them left the industry and found other jobs. And this goes both for the tourism industry and hospitality, who work hand in hand. So then all of a sudden there's this, as the restrictions were being lifted internationally, right away, the people at the top of different companies, the be airlines or whatever, be all-inclusive, they said, let's just open it up. Problem is, is the staff that they had was not available. So they're looking for new pilots, cabin crew, baggage handlers, frontline staff. And yes, you can hire a pilot today, but they can't fly tomorrow. So it takes time. And then the issue is that this COVID or the variants did not disappear. And it's still around. Here we are. This is January 2023, and we still have variants of COVID-19 around. There are calls for remasking. I'll tell you personally, when I go out, I try to remember to wear a mask whenever I'm going into a building, a restaurant, around people, because I don't want to get sick. And I want to protect my loved ones. So here we are. So let's get back on track. So we're talking about the opening of travel. Some not-so-wise people at the head of these corporations, whether it be, I'm just going to look at Canada, for example. So Air Canada Vacations, Sunwing, uh, Transat, um, WestJet. Let's just throw everything open. Bad, 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 bad decision because they didn't have the staff. We just heard recently that uh, Sunwing canceled all flights coming out of Saskatchewan here in Canada. This is after people have booked and they said, okay, sorry, your flight's not going to be there. What responsibility does the airlines have rebooking those passengers? Maybe on other airlines. There should be. Is there? I don't think there is. These people are left high and dry. Then just recently, there's a notification that Sunwing has stopped some of its East Coast and Northern Ontario destinations or flights or whatever you want to call it. And again, you've got passengers, travel agents, travel advisors, scurrying around trying to make alternative arrangements. Do you think the people at Air Canada, Transat, WestJet, or Sunwing, 
I mean, the senior and senior management, do you think they really care? No. It's all about return on investment. It's about how much money shareholders can make. Nobody gives a damn about passengers. Now, when I say that, I know that uh, travel advisors, travel agents, they care. Because you are their livelihood. You as a passenger, you are their livelihood. Airlines are making these cancellations, refusing to pay commissions. And what commissions are, basically, is it's usually negotiated with a consolidator. Um, consortium, I should say, not consolidator, but consortium. And according to consortium, the large organization that takes a bunch of travel companies under their wing, if you want to call it that, and depending on how much sales generate with whether it be Air Canada, WestJet, uh, Transat, or Sunwing, they negotiate a commission for the agents. That's how they've been making their money for a long, long time. So when the airlines say, yeah, we're canceling it and we're not, we're not going to pay out commissions, these agents travel agents, travel advisors, travel consultants, whatever you want to call them, have been working long and hard and because of loyalty have been booking with these airlines or tour companies, tour packages through like Air Canada Vacations, WetJet Vacations, Sunwing. And I don't understand why... These airlines are shitting, part of my language, we're shitting on the ones that promote them there. So they're creating havoc, stress, and taking away money, taking food off the table of these travel agents and travel advisors. Now I understand, and I'm going to give you a scenario here where, say, well, we use Sunwing, for example, because I don't like Sunwing. So Sunwing, they have a plane in, say, Vancouver. The crew that have been flying that can only fly for a certain many hours. So say they fly the plane, they've already flown, say, from Calgary to Vancouver, from Vancouver to flying back to Toronto. When they get to Toronto, that's all the flying they can do. So planes in Toronto, but a replacement crew is supposed to come in from the East Coast, but a major storm has delayed them from coming in. Meanwhile, at the airport, there are several hundred passengers waiting to get on a plane that's there, it doesn't have a crew. Of course, what does the airline have to do? Sunwing has to cancel, cancel the flight or delay it. They'll try to delay it, but at a certain point, if the crew can't get in, they're going to cancel it. So it could be not just weather related, it could be that the crew are sick. You know, we're still dealing with. COVID or variant of COVID. So, and also dealing with the shortage of pilots, cabin crew, baggage handlers, everything related with travel at the airports. And I'm not just picking on, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not just picking on airlines, but they seem to be in the news right now. But I've even heard things where in destination, there's not enough staff to look after guests. So what are we to do? 
Personally, as a travel advisor, I've decided in good conscience, I cannot book anybody. I am going to be stepping away from travel because, again, it's being done wrong. And who has to pay at the end? Of the worst ones being affected are the passengers, then the travel agent, advisors, consultants, whatever you want to call us in the industry. There's no, no support for us. There's really no support for us. So I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I really don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. The only thing I can say, and I can say this with certainty, and I should listen to myself, because while I was away from travel and I was working on passports and postcards, my uh, podcast, Remote travel, I was saying the travel industry will not be able to write itself to roughly 2024. There are also supply and supply chain issues. We know that for a fact. I don't know if you've been in a grocery store or not. A lot of the shelves are empty. I've been in places on the coast where there are ships stuck out in a the harbor. They can't get their stuff in. Again, it's all about staffing. Uh, and I, my question is, one of my biggest questions is, all these people left hospitality and tourism, where are they? Where did they go? Was there that many vacancies open outside of the industry that they could have moved over? I don't know. But one thing I did hear, and if someone out there can prove me wrong, then I will, I will eat crow. This is what I heard for an instance, an airline, I won't mention names, when they released all their stock because international flights were, and, and, and domestic flights were canceled, those people were released. When the doors opened for them to fly again, they contacted those people and said, we want you to come back, but at a lower salary. And some people had, based on seniority, had a strict schedule. So they may not be working Saturday and Sunday, limited hours, whatever it was, the airline said, no, that's all out the window. You'll work when we want you to work. End of story. So would you return to an employer who's going to offer you less and make you work more? You know, we talk about work-life balance. I don't see it happening here. The industry is really messed up. And I know you, you people, the passengers, you still want to travel. You don't, you don't care about all the stuff in the background until it affects you. Until you get to the airport and you look up there and say, oh, God, flight's either delayed or it's been canceled. Now, who's the first person you're going to screw it, uh, scream at? You're going to start screaming at the first agent you see. Did they count your flight? No. Do they have the answers why? No. Is there someone there that knows why? No, because those people that have the answers are cowards and they're hovering in their, don't you see, they're in their office. And if they send a message down, they're not going to do it personally. They're going to send somebody and they're going to take the brunt of it. I saw something recently on YouTube. I think it was Calgary, where someone had to announce to all passengers that uh, the airport 
was going crazy and no flights were coming in or going out, whatever. They said, if you live in Calgary, go home. If you're here because you're catching another flight, huddle down, use a washroom, food places here, but don't bother us. We can't help you. Industry's broken. Just like we've heard the internet being broken because of demand and ability to be able to fulfill that demand. I think it should have been a gad, uh, yeah, a gradual return. Should have been a gradual return to destinations and limit the number of packages you have available. But no, nope, they just opened it wide open. So if you booked yourself to a lovely destination, whether it be Europe, Americas, Caribbean, South America, Asia, I feel for you. Fortunate enough that when I just traveled recently in um, September, October, I went to Canada, to the Netherlands, been there for a few days, and flew down to South Africa. I spent two weeks in South Africa, flew back through Paris, back to Toronto, didn't have any issues. Knock on wood, I didn't have any issues. But I've been hearing so many horror stories and people being mistreated. No communication. And again, it is with, I could not in good conscience book any of you on a vacation. My travel job at times feels like the full, was a full-time job even though it was a part-time job building up to working full-time once I retired from my day job. So yes, I have a day job and I have the travel business. It was working fine from 2013 to 2020. For those seven years, no issues. But to the 2020, here we are three years later, the industry is going to crash and burn. It is going to crash and burn. I'm sorry to say that, but... It can only bend so far before it breaks. So I don't know what else to say. I just want to come on here and, and uh, this is how I feel. I'm going to post this on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to share the recording on my, my podcast, Passports and Postcards. And I might even share it on my other podcast, which is called Red Light Conversations. You can hear why I am leaving the industry and why I feel the industry is going to crash and burn. They open too fast. They're playing with fire when they think that passengers are going to forgive and forget. Travel agents or advisors or consultants are going to forgive and forget. Because it's not going to happen. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate that. And 
again, I might come back on here if I have more information. Thank you.